0: Welcome to the Hashtag Blessed version of the Millennial Pastor Podcast. I'm your host slash moderator, Josiah. Who do I have on the show with me today? Uh, Byron. Matt. Latia and Matt. Latia. Welcome to the show. Matt, this is your second show, right? Yes. Latia. You were on the show once upon a time, but not this version of it. You were on the podcast last year, right? Which is perhaps the yes. perfect opportunity to remind everybody. We have two different versions of our show. This is the hashtag blessed version, which is just basically a shortened hot takes for millennial pastors version of the show. <laughs> and, then, and then we have a long form version where we still interview people. And we are going back into a cycle of three where we are going to interview a done uh, none slash done and ask them why they stopped believing or stopped going to the church. Um, we're going to interview a seasoned saint and hear about why they are still hopeful about the future of the church and why they invest into young pastors. Um, and then we're going to hear from another millennial pastor that might be new to our audience and hear their response to that none done interview and the seasoned saint interview. But today it is the short form hashtag blessed version. We got stuff to talk about, but before we do, I'm going to turn on a timer. We're going to get to know our newer panel members. Latia, where are you at? What are you doing? Are you there, Latia? Uh-oh. Hello? Oh, there she is. Latia. Well, where are you at and what are you doing? Can you hear us?
1: Yes, where am I at? I am a hospital chaplain at a trauma hospital, and I and working with the Poor People's Campaign
0: in Kansas. And so you're uh, you're in Kansas City, li- living in Kansas City right now.
1: I am living in Kansas City right
0: now. Um, are you a, you're ordained, right? I am. So you're a, you're a NASBO who's ordained, uh, and as we learned on the podcast from last year, you have some really interesting, unique perspectives, not only as a woman, but as a minority who is also. Um, disabled as well, right?
1: Yes. <clears throat>
0: and so we just spent the weekend together, actually, and it's really curious to to understand what what a different perspective on life is all about. But I'm curious because lately you've been doing this Poor People's Campaign on the side, right? Yes. Is it going to be something that's like a more full time thing, trying to share sort okay. of a hey, this is what it looks like to live in this country and in, in the struggles. Uh, that that one faces to just make ends meet? Is this going to be more of a full-time thing or is chaplaincy a full-time thing? Like what's the future of Latia in clergy look like?
1: So that's sort of up in the air, but I think that's something that's up in the air for a lot of young clergy um, that will probably do a lot of different things all at one time.
0: So you want to keep doing lots of things all at once? Yes. Okay, that's cool. All right, I'm going to ask Matt some of these same questions, but I got more for you, time permitting. Okay, Latia? Sounds good. Matt, we we talked last week a little bit. You're a lead pastor, right? Yeah, I'm up in uh,
2: Warren, Ohio, the Rust Belt,
0: in the Midwest.
2: At uh, yeah, at a champion church, in the Nazarene. Um, how long have you been a lead pastor? Uh, going into my fourth year. It was three years in August.
0: Man, so you're old now, and you've <laughs> been you've been aged. Have you seen that meme where it's I'm only 32 and I feel great, and it's a picture of like a 90 year old man? Have you seen that? Yes, I have.
2: Actually, I'm more i more relate with I'm 33, the same age that Jesus was when he died.
0: Hmm. So yeah. I'm I'm curious. I'm curious, well, I'm curious <laughs> though, what that means. Are you about to die? Like, what is the significance of that?
2: I mean, we are about to have a, our, our first child here in two and a half months. So that might be my death.
0: I don't know. So speaking <laughs> of perspective shifts and shifts of perspective just in the church, but in your own life, um, Latia does a whole bunch of hat wearing. You right now are primarily uh, in, in uh, church ministry, right? Correct. I do have
2: a second position, but it's for the district side of our church. So I, I, I'm also doing a lot of the administrative work for our district.
0: So tell me, like Latia told me, is the future locked in for you then? Are you pretty uh, battened down as far as your future plans for what you're going to do with that whole I'm an ordained Nazarene clergy thing? I I've, I have
2: begun to say I have no idea what's next. <laughs> I really don't. Um, I, I'm I'm long for the ride where God calls, and if that means you know that full time ministry, if that means co vocational, if that means whatever, um, I, I'm just I'm just long for the ride here on this whole kind of thing. So, uh, though all my schooling is in ministry, so it's hmm. not a very uh, <laughs> a sellable degrees to, uh,
0: to, to to do, to do anything jobs. else with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Latia, what is your, you have a master's, right?
1: I do. I have a master's of divinity and I'm working on my doctorate of divinity. Uh, what is it? Doctorate of ministry. Demon.
0: There we go, so uh, as a parachurch pastor, does that open more doors for you? Does that make it more specific what you can or can't do? What does that look like moving forward? Because it might be a little bit of a different scenario for you than someone else like Matt, who has a MDiv, or no, yeah, MDiv, right? Nope, Matt? nope. I didn't go to seminary. What do you have?
2: I have an M.A.T.S., Master of Arts in Theological Studies. Okay, well,
0: that's all right, fun. So does does this open more doors for you, Latia? Or is it like kind of in the church where you can have all the degrees you ever wanted and it doesn't really matter, they're not going to pay you anymore or give you any more opportunities to do stuff?
1: Yeah, so I feel I feel like that. However, I think that the reason why I am doing my DMIN is to have us think about how to be more hospitable to people with disabilities in the church.
0: Hmm. Which is obviously something that's near and dear to your heart as someone that experiences that on a regular basis. Um, Correct. So,
1: but I think I'll still be poor, you know, just <laughs> resign myself to that.
0: You'll be a poor doctor, right? Yes. A poor doctor. That'll be a little... Uh, different than most people's ideas of what doctors do. You. What about you, Moose? You ever want to get a doctorate?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I would. Um, I, I don't know if it would be a doctorate ministry or, you know, I did have at one point in my life thoughts of, you know, a PhD. But I don't know if that will ever happen. Um, life just life is a lot faster than it used to be when I was twenty. Uh, mm. <laughs> you know, That's so story. Uh, we'll we'll see. Um, but I do love learning. I, I do look forward to going back to school here at some point in the near future. Um, but right now, it's not in the cards. So
0: so last question. I'm going to ask Byron this, too, just to get to know you guys a little bit better. You've been on the show. We we verified your millennial cred, sort of, maybe. You're young. You're pastors. You have unique situations. Um, however, one of the things that I, I find curious uh <clears throat> moving forward, excuse me, sorry, moving forward with the church, do you see your, someone said this to me, this is this is terrible. This is just absolutely terrible. So I'll preface it with that. But do you feel like there's a sense of job security for you moving forward in the church or parachurch circles? Uh, for, like
2: uh, formally, I maybe not. I mean, I think there's always going to be a job to be, in ministry and to be a pastor and, and to, to seek people out and to share, you know, the gospel with others. But I, yeah, I mean, at least from the professional standpoint, I don't know if there's as much job security as there used to be.
0: What about you, Latia? Do you see the future of the church changing in a way that maybe will make you more employable? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll just leave it at
0: <laughs> So maybe not yet. Okay. Hey, our timer went off, and it, it didn't make a noise. I don't know why it's not making a noise, but the timer went off. So that's the perfect segue because what we are going to talk about in our next segment after the Get to Know Latia and Matt segment, and I'm going to ask Byron first because Byron didn't say anything in that first segment, but uh, we're going to talk about some cultural things. So it was curious to me. I know it's just like a, a petty joke, but I, I was told, and this is the terrible thing that I was told that I was and why I asked you guys, but – Uh, We have job security because there's so few millennials that are in ministry, and there's going to be so many pastors that retire um, and leave the church at some point. Um, And so it was just kind of this curious thing for me. But it's also something that's really uh, indicative, maybe, or it's a really clearly problematic issue that our congregation or our denomination faces where I feel like our congregations have aged enough that we are so far from culture sometimes that we don't know what to do with culture so we're going to talk about culture in segment two, um, and namely, we're going to talk about Kanye. So obviously something just dropped, and Byron, you're up on deck, so I'm going to ask this of you. Um, and I'm going to ask all three of you, so just a quick yes or no, because I don't want to, uh, I want to talk more deeply than just subjective, oh, it was a good song or not, but A, first question, all three of you, Byron first, and then we can hear from Latian and Matt. Byron, did you listen to any of the new Kanye album, Jesus is King?
3: Just the one song you told me we're going to talk about
0: okay, so just one song moose. I was out
3: I was out of town all weeks weekend so I didn't you know I was out of, out of the loop
0: moose what about you I did listen to it last
2: night um you know just on my phone and, and I, I I tried to read lyrics as, as I went along so yes I did listen to it Latia?
1: I did listen to it in the car on the way to the airport
0: <laughs> okay so real quick, all three of you again, and then we'll come back to Byron um did you so you just listen to one song Byron. so i guess that's all you can judge on but did you uh, as subjective as this question is did you like it
3: no but i have very specific reasons for
0: that okay well we'll get that have to do with theology okay so we'll get we'll get wrap. to it in a second then i just want a yes or no uh moose you go
2: did i like it
0: uh Subjectively, I know, it's music. Did you enjoy the album uh, as far as just a music listening uh, exercise?
2: There were parts of it that I did enjoy.
0: Okay. Um, and there were
2: other parts that just I was annoyed beyond all reason.
0: So, so since <laughs> you, you listen to the whole thing, right? So, I mean, did you? is there Kanye albums you've liked in the past? Um, I, I can't say
2: that I, I know Kanye's work inside and out. Okay. Um, so it's not I, like you can compare it. And this, this is a, this is a real thing. I have a hard time processing lyrics in music. I listen to music for the actual music, the structure, the chords, the rhythms, and all of those different kinds of things. Got it. Um, so as far as lyrically, um, you know, we'll get to that here in a second, but musically there were some really boring parts to it to hmm. me. It was okay. just, so, you know, same chord, same kind of, some of the irregular stuff was, was interesting, um and, and so i enjoyed that a little bit um but yeah it's yeah it, it, it was i enjoyed some and didn't like other parts of it
0: okay so the same to you latia subjectively speaking did you enjoy the musicality at all nope nope okay <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you, did you is there same question as, as moose did you like any past kanye albums
1: Yes, I, I've liked some of his stuff in the past, but recently I have not really um, liked Kanye, which could be shaded by other things. So that's
0: <laughs> it. maybe we'll get to that. So, yeah. um, so just for for the sake of if you haven't paid attention or know it, all Kanye wrote this, produced, recorded this album called Jesus Is King, where he is professing faith. Um, in Jesus, that he's calling Jesus King, Jesus Lord. He's saying all these things. And obviously, there is a lot of reaction to that on the internet um, and very strong reactions either. Uh, and no one's kind of like in the middle about it. Everyone either just hates Kanye even more now and says this is all fake. He's a, uh, he's just making money off of a thing. Or they're like, look at he's like proclaiming Jesus. He's a saint now. We love him. He's the best. Um, and so it's really interesting to me because... I think there's a little more to the conversation than just that. So I'm going to um, ask some questions, Brian. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to read some lyrics and then I want in a second. But okay. Well, before- hold on.
3: Can I, you asked that you let them kind of explain their answer. I wasn't allowed to.
0: Okay. Explain your answer. You're allowed to okay. I'll permit it. I've listened to a lot of Kanye
3: in the past and I have to agree with Latia recently. He's not been very good. His early stuff was very good in my opinion. Um and he's a better storyteller than the at least the one song i listened to was disjointed it didn't make any sense to me for, like he made jumps that i don't see the connection and musically it was also boring so he's a much more talented artist than what he put in that, at least in that song that i heard mm-hmm. so it's bad kanye
0: he's, he's a talented <laughs> and guy. you're you're a fan of kanye then is what you're saying like uh, historically historically his
3: his early stuff was really good and he's had some phenomenal albums and some really good songs. The most so, recent stuff, not so much, in my opinion.
0: So what we're actually going to talk about today, and Kanye is just the subject matter, is, is redemption um, and reconciliation and that sort of a thing. Because uh, I think all, all of us on this podcast, especially you guys on the panel, might have reasons why you have recently not liked some of the things Kanye has done for one reason or another. But it's curious because there's one song in particular, um, and, I, and I just I guess I want your initial reaction and I want you to um, if, if you're on the fence one way or the other, like, oh, I don't like Kanye because or I, I'm OK with this because feel free to share that as well. But it's curious because there seems to be the slightest bit of self-awareness for a guy who maybe has historically been critiqued for not having a whole lot of self-awareness sometimes. Um, but he he has this song called Hands On and he basically has these lines where he says, I told the devil when I see him on site I've been working for you my whole life, told the devil that I'm going on strike. I've been working for you my whole life, nothing worse than a hypocrite change. He ain't really different. And so he's kind of addressing maybe some of the issues that that some of those that have been sharing online or, or just wherever that, oh, yeah, he's just trying to make money off of Jesus. Um, and then his lyrics continue, and he says, what? What have you been hearing from the Christians? They'll be the first ones to judge me. Make it feel like nobody loves me. They'll be the first ones to judge me. And at the end of the song, he says, yes, I understand your reluctancy. Yeah, but I have a request, you see. Don't throw me up. Lay your hands on me. Please pray for me. So in a nutshell, what I'm really going to ask each of you is how authentic do you think that is? And what does it take for, for us to maybe have a person that we are suspicious of their past actions be redeemed enough for us to say okay maybe this is really a new direction for a person so you can go first Byron um
3: well I have to say I do actually agree with him and like talking about the Christians calling him out and like not believing I get that the one problem I have with their argument that well the main problem I have is saying that oh he's just trying to make money off of Jesus yeah he said he's putting out a gospel album and Christian artists don't make as much as secular artists. So he's not doing it for money. It yeah. doesn't make any logical sense to me. I think that's a stupid argument. Um, but, like, I kind of get where he's going. I just... He's been doing this whole church thing, which it's been pretty exclusive. Like, he's been having a church services, like, at his house or wherever he's had it. I can't remember if it's at his house or not. But, like, you have to be famous, basically, to go... Um, and he's also started preaching recently and from the things I've seen him say publicly, so I have not heard him preach. I haven't heard the songs he's using in these services or however, whatever it's going, but the things I've heard him say publicly, if he is converted, which is great. I mean, if he's a Christian, that's awesome. Like I'm happy about that. However, his ideas of theology are very shallow in my opinion, from what I've seen. And... You know, I don't think people who just become Christians should be preaching right away. <laughs> yeah, you should overnight, have some kind of preaching. education. Yeah, like like I get being excited about the gospel and like saying, "Hey, I'm I'm converted, I'm happy. I'm, I want you to know who God is." But there are reasons why we have doctrine and the, we have history, and we can't just say, "Oh, yeah, Kanye is great now. He's a Christian, so everything he says is good." Because it's not. I'm sorry. A lot of Christians have done terrible things in, in quote unquote, the, for the right reasons. Like Christians have been terrible throughout history mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So we can't just trust
0: somebody because they say I'm a Christian. Hmm. So, uh, well, let's ask Moose and Latia, and then I might have a follow and We might go over a little bit on this one. Cause I'm really curious what your thoughts are. So Moose, same question to you. So I'm very weary about this. Uh,
2: <laughs> I really, I really truly do hope that he has come to know, jesus is, and he's beginning to walk in that way um there there's there's red flags there's there's some red flags um so as far as the money thing is is going on um at these sunday services he's selling sweatshirts for 160 dollars that says jesus is
3: king. i didn't know that yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, and even this week in, in one of his, uh, interviews that, cause he had an interview with David Letterman a few months ago or whatever, and he was meek and almost apologetic and all these different kinds of things. And then in this past week he had an interview and he described himself as unquestionably, undoubtedly the greatest human artist of all time, end quote. Uh, so there's there's some red flags for me as far as as that's concerned um
3: well people... for that point though that's not a new opinion i
2: mean <laughs> he's he's
3: thought that about himself for a very long time and he's it's been true. very honest about that so i mean that's a kanye thing so i, I get where your are why it's a concern but that's not like it came because he converted if he converted or whatever but yeah good
2: right and, and and i guess you know that's that's that place of, of grace of i'm i'm hoping he's growing you know i i really am that in, in every kind of way um but yeah that's um that's just sort of my my feelings on it I, I, when i when i listen to the music there's there's some moments when in the lyrics that <sighs> I don't know if it's really the gospel that's coming through, and it's it's more of a, um, I, I've I've seen this and I've gotten to this place, and people don't understand me. Um, it, it, it's more of that kind of a thing than necessarily sharing what the gospel is. Um, I, I don't know. I, it, it again. I, I'm weary about the entire thing. Well, that's-
0: I'm going to follow up with all, both of you guys uh, with another question after we ask Latia, and we might spend the majority of our podcast on this because there's more that I want to discuss, and I think we should just give more time to it, and maybe that's what we'll talk about this whole time, but Latia, what about you? Are you suspicious? Or you think it's real? What?
1: So, I will say, obviously, I'm always happy if someone actually has an authentic experience with Jesus, and that I have a hun- hermeneutic of suspicion (laughs) in that like always kind of be leery um especially when um in that song that you were specifically talking about it almost discourages one from from questioning his story or his testimony Mm -hmm. or questioning anything about where he is right now and i think um That's a lot of maybe how the Christian culture as a whole is trying to be um, that I'm just going to say this. And because I'm a Christian, we have to swallow Mm -hmm. it. Um, So I think we need to be careful. And I'm also leery because um, he has no educational background and is in this church that is exclusive to people who have money. so I wonder. I'm suspicious, and I'm wondering if it's a way to connect um, celebrities or people with money to the to the ways in which he thinks about certain things. Hmm.
2: Can I jump in? Uh, and yeah. Sort of. I, I think you're, you're touching on accountability, and accountability is something that is that's built into um, the church that that we're, we're called to be, we're, we're called to relationships with each other. We're called to worship God together. We're called to, you know, lift each other up and, and help each other. And it it does, there is a sense that, Hey, I'm Christian and I'm going to do it my way basically. Mm -hmm. And again, not to say that new ways of worshiping God is not incredibly valid, but in what, what she was Latia, what you were saying about his uh, his lyrics there, I-, I agree
0: wholeheartedly with you that you,
2: know, you just can't question this.
0: Mm. Does, that, does that sound accurate to you, Latia? Like, he's basically putting himself in a position of, hey, I'm a Christian, so what I'm saying is good, and you have to just be cool with it?
1: Yeah, and don't question me.
0: Don't question because
1: me? because Because if you question me, that means you're hating on me.
0: So then I'm going to ask all three of you a two-part question. The first part, I need you to come up with the briefest thing ever so we have time to do the second part. So part one is, because I'm gonna make an assumption and tell me if I'm wrong, um, please, but I'm gonna make an assumption. You guys have beef with Kanye for one reason or another, uh, for some past thing he's done. So if you can give me the one sentence, the most clear, concise, the beef I've had with Kanye is in the past has been, please give it to me And the follow-up question. uh, I'll share with you once I've I've heard that from you. So Byron, are you ready for that? My Kanye beef is one sentence. (laughs) (laughs) I'm <laughs> no, because I
3: don't have a beef with Kanye, okay, I, I do. I just don't like his music as much as I used to, so it's all musical. I mean the one th- no I mean the one thing I don't like about Kanye, I guess he's extremely arrogant, and he's always had that uh, that thing of you can't question me, I'm Kanye, I'm better than you, okay, that's not a new thing, so narcissism um Prime. yeah, I have a problem with that, and I mean also there's a newer stuff like the what he's talked about politically in the last couple years i ha I take issue with
2: okay. All right, Matt. you. So, so my significant issue with Kanye is the uh, the appropriation of other people's creativity, and this this I, I understand that you know he'll I mean, there's there's deniability the entire way, but there's been a number of artists around him that have claimed that you know certain lyrics have been talked about and something, and then it showed up on his album, and mm. or or certain things like that, and and for me. That's the beef that I'm most weary about um, coming into this album is appropriating Christian culture
0: to sell something. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm worried about. Okay, let's see. What about you? What's your My Beef with Kanye would be?
1: My Beef with Kanye would be that he um, is perpetuating oppressive systems.
0: So can you can you give me more details on that? I know I gave I said give me you a, said one sentence. I know, Just but now like, I want to know. You know, let's come some
1: hot. You gave her one
3: sentence. Let's
0: get like give me give me a couple more <laughs> couple more lines. What a little more.
1: So, like, uh, we should we should go back to slavery.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and and the thing is, because he he's rich, he has a. It's almost as if there's like a different class, right? So sometimes being rich takes you out of the other things that might be oppressive. And so that's my beef with Kanye.
0: Okay. Fair enough. All right. So, so then the follow-up question that I think really might get to the heart of some of the stuff. Um, and it's honestly like this song for me, uh, it was slightly convicting. Cause like, Oh yeah, Kanye, that's me for sure. I'm, I'm like hardcore judging you because of some stuff that you've done in the past. I didn't like, so let's play hypothetical. Um, Kanye isn't Kanye in that he's not this world famous millionaire, billionaire artist or whatever but he's a brand new baby Christian and you're trying to determine the accountability or discipleship tactics to take um, not, maybe tactics not a good word but you're, you're basically trying to decide okay, is this real? What sort of process how patient, I mean what does that look like for you to say so he's a brand new baby Christian so obviously He's uh, he hasn't figured this all out overnight. Um, And and does that change kind of how we see the things that he's doing a little bit? So let's pretend Kanye goes to your church and he's asking you to to mentor him, to disciple him, to to hold him accountable. What does that process look like? Because right now, like he put out an album and maybe he's been a Christian for a minute. I don't even know how long he he would say he's been a Christian. But I I do think there's kind of an unfair. Oh, he's not acting like a Christian yet. But I also think if he was in our church, we would have a little more grace and patience for him. So what does that look like if Kanye is in your church, Byron?
3: Did he actually put this album out if he's in my church? Because I tell him it's bad music. (laughs) Um, I mean, the part that I've heard, the one song I've heard. I, I mean, like, I would treat him like anybody else. You would try to build a relationship. You have to get to know the person. So, I mean, again, the narcissism of Kanye blows my mind he talks about being the greatest artist to ever live of all like i mean he thinks he's the greatest thing to ever happen to the planet he he's he's put out statements like that yeah if a kid in my church like if there was somebody in my church talking like that i mean the first thing i'd do is be like dude by the way the way you approach people is not healthy. <laughs> no one likes you
0: because you're so arrogant. But I'm how sur- long how long I mean, would that conversation last? Because it might not be a one off thing. Like you might have some time that you work alongside of this kid, right? It might be months. I mean it might even with, be. With someone with Kanye's narcissism? Decades. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah.
3: That guy is extremely full of himself. He I honestly put him on the same level as Trump. Those two guys think <clears> they're <throat> the greatest thing to ever happen to this planet. Mm-hmm. They don't think anybody else can touch them. They are the greatest thing. Like they are burdened with purpose, mm-hmm. just like Loki, to, uh, <laughs> to rule. I'm not kidding. Like that's how they view themselves, at least publicly. <laughs> so you're not going to break through that in a in a you know, I don't know any like it's going to take forever.
0: Okay, Moose. And they
3: might not get there.
0: Moose, the, he's he's in your he's in your church, and whether he is famous Kanye or just Kanye that walked in your church. He wants to be a member, and he's wanting to be a disciple, so that one day maybe he could like teach Sunday school. What does that look like? Like, how how much grace do you show him at first, even though you know he's probably tripping about being a he's not figured it out right away, right? Like, how does that different if he's like a guy in your context versus Kanye in the mainstream media? Well, I, I guess I
2: mean you've made the first jump that he has to make. He's actually out of church. Yeah. he's he's not a church right now. That's yeah, yeah. that's that's the. And, well, and he again, would say he is, but yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> he's he's leading the service. He's the I, yeah, which I, I don't know. Um, you, you know, I, I think he he's human just as much as I am, um, and and in that same way, there would have to be a lot of be a lot of a lot of time. Uh-huh. I think I think Byron's into that. I don't know if there's be anything um, different than that. but I think some of the things that you you just have to address is. You know have you have you sought forgiveness for some of the things that you have done against other people um, you know and if you asked my beef and it was you know the 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 appropriation or we could even say stealing I mean have you gone back to people and and acknowledged what you have done and those are the kinds of things I think that are some of the biggest issues for us as humans to even. Uh, think about doing is to actually take responsibility for the stuff that we have done in the past so that forgiveness can start so that reconciliation can start. And, and again, grace, grace from God is far bigger than, you know, us, I get that, but that's a part of that process is Hmm. do you know how to take responsibility for some of the, some of the damage that you've done in the relationships, some of the things um, that have been talked about and are you willing to to own it own it yeah exactly
0: what about you let
1: yeah so i don't know that i would put a time limit on that but i would as i would with anybody um invite them to um serve first before they would lead. so hey if that means hanging out with me or another guy in the church or depending on what his interest or um what he feels led to do, that there would be a time of, of serving and leadership. I mean, serving and discipleship before there would be leadership. Um, and then continual discussion, right? Like, what are you learning? Do you still feel led this way? Those sorts of things.
0: To kind of building in some accountability and gauging uh, motivations. Correct. What what does it take for you to give Kanye a chance? Like, what does it look like for you to extend Kanye grace to maybe prove you wrong about his intentions? Byron, go. I mean, he's got it. I, I haven't
3: listened to the whole album. I will. But, I mean, he needs to be genuine. And, and, and the arrogance thing is a big deal. Like, if you have really encountered Christ, then you need to realize you aren't the greatest thing to ever be given to this planet. Because Christ was.
0: What about you, Matt? Yeah, I mean, he again.
2: He has it. I, I I sit here and I when I say I'm weary, I'm I'm just I'm hoping and praying that this is something that is that is from God and, and that He really has met him and has really begun to to walk anew. And and even though he's continuing on some of the same patterns that he had in the past, we're all that way when we first come to Christ. I mean, it it, it takes a while to begin to understand what the grace of God means and what it means to begin loving as, as he loves us. But um, I'll just say that the way that has all started, there's, there's just red flags that it just really is. It's different if he said, I have this, I have this person of spiritual, authority over me. And I know that he wouldn't use those words, but you know, I have, I have a pastor who is, who is helping me understand how to live this way. Or I have a, I have a congregation or, you know, he has to look beyond himself. Accountability. Yeah. Yeah, It has to be beyond just Kanye. It has to be within the, the, the community of faith. And I know that the community of faith is as crazy as it is, but still, I mean, just a start would be good.
3: Gotcha. And I, I, mean, I just want to clarify, too, these things, like Moose said, these things take time. And so I hope it's genuine. I really do. Um, if it's not also, I might not, I'll never really know who am I to judge. But I mean, I, yeah, I, I hope that things change and he kind of he figures it, but it takes time. This is a, this is a
1: long journey. It's not an overnight thing.
0: Well, mm-hmm. I, I guess we'll see. What about you, Latia?
1: Uh, The Bible says we all know them by their fruits. So it has to be more than one album.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair, fair, fair. Well, shoot. It looks like we have lost Latia, unfortunately. So I think we will probably just have to wrap up this episode of the hashtag blessed version of the millennial pastor podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about Kanye. Uh, We have a long form show coming out in a couple days with our first rotation, well, not first, our uh, second rotation of, of uh, Duns, followed by Season Saints, followed by yet another Millennial Pastor. So stay tuned for that. But as always, thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, rate, review, subscribe, do all the things. But as always, stay hashtag blessed. Until next time, this is the Millennial Pastor Podcast. Thanks for listening. I don't know what I
3: know. I do know what I don't